Hey, Bucky. Hey, Juicebox. So we got another 20 bucks from my mom this week uh, in the mail. Wow. So, yeah, so she's really helping keep us afloat. I was just going to go ahead and spend it on some uh, CBD from two tours. What do you feel about that? That's a great idea. I've actually been uh, using it a little bit more this week, uh, putting it in my morning coffee before I have to go to work and get on. Uh, I've had, I had to go into the office more often, so I'm wearing a mask all day around other people. That The CBD in my morning coffee, it kind of takes the edge off a little bit. I have done that as well, and I think you're right. Since people are sending in funds to our podcast, we might as well spend it wisely at uh, Two Tours CBD. So if you go to twotours.com forward slash Raising Nashville, you can actually get a special uh, on their CBD products. Yeah, that special is really great. I'm still not totally for sure what it is, but I've been assured that it is a 100% great deal. It's a benefit for the user and not the person who is promoting it. Twotours.com forward slash Raising Nashville. Two Tours CBD. We came home together. We grow together. Raising Nashville. Raising Nashville. Raising Nashville. Welcome to Raising Nashville. I'm Bucky. Juicebox. And whether you called them Granny, Grammy, Gramps, Grandpa, Grandma, Nanny, Nan, good Lord, the list can go on and on and on. This week we are covering a parental topic, which we've gotten away from the last few weeks, but we've had fun with the last few episodes, so we decided to get back into it. This week we are talking all things grandparents. Yeah, that's right. I kind of brought up this subject to Bucky because um, it's been on my mind over the past couple weeks. Um, Basically, I read an article about how a teacher, the thing that really got me thinking about this is I read an article about how a teacher kept referring to kids' students over these like virtual learning classes. They're like, get your parents' help. Have your parents help you with this. Have your mom and dad help you with this. And one of the kids had to like chimed in and was like, well, I don't live with my mom and dad. I live with my grandparents. And then from there, there was like another, you know, there was other kids were like, well, I have two moms. I don't have a mom and dad, or I have two dads, or Mm -hmm. I only have one mom. So it just like, it opened up this whole thing. And this teacher like, you know, was saying that they had to be more mindful about that nowadays because, you know, not everybody has a mom and dad. So that made me think about like how important grandparents really are um, and and like how they were important to us growing up and how that role has changed over the past 20, 30, 40, 100 years. Like yep. it feels like the grandparents, I mean, I guess same with parents, you know, parenting has evolved, grandparenting has evolved. It's just all changing until hopefully we figure it out. And isn't that a thing that, you know, consistently I've seen over my entire life is whether you have, you know, a, a friend or some a peer at school or... Uh, so a coworker or something. Sometimes you talk about your mom or your dad and certain you know aspects of life, and you don't stop to think because you only see yourself, right? Yeah. And you don't stop to think that what if they don't have their mom or dad? What if their mom or dad passed? What if they're not in their lives and never were in their lives? And you just automatically assume everybody has a mom and a dad, yeah. which is not the case. And like you said, that is a good point that grandparents have historically 
uh, been known, there's percentages of them that raise the children. Whether the mom and dad are alive or not, the grandparent takes that parent parental role in the family. Yeah, and we'll dive into some, some stats about that here in a little bit. But yeah, that is true. And that has that has become more normal. I mean, I don't want to say it's normal because there's still the the percentage of kids that live with only their grandparents is still pretty low. But it's rose a lot in the past like 40 years. Yeah, so this week we're going to uh, title this episode, uh, What Happens at Grandma's Stays at Grandma's, because we're not only going to get into the grandparents' role in the grandchild's life, uh, we're going to talk about you know a couple of things, including spoiling grandchildren or uh, you know boundaries or interfering grandparents, the history of grandparents, and we're going to give some stories about how grandparents influenced our lives, because as most people, they've influenced theirs. If you had at least one of the four potential grandparents you could have. Yeah. And I, that's another thing I was thinking about. Like, I, I fully realize there are people out there that don't have grandparents in their life, you know, and we're not trying to be insensitive about that. Like, no, I only had one, um, you know, growing up because uh, my mom's dad had passed before I was born. My dad's dad had passed before I was born. My dad's mom was there. Uh, maybe until I was like one or two, but I don't remember that. But right. I did have a, you know, my mom's mom was my rock up until I was, you know, about 29 or 30 years old. Yeah. Um, so, and she was a big influence on our life as you're going to see throughout this episode. My mom and I actually lived with my grandmother for a stint. You know, we, you know, she was a single mother and trying to raise me and afford everything and afford, you know, the fruits of life. And she just couldn't do that on her own. So what happened was we moved in with my grandmother for a little bit so she could get, you know, on her feet. And then we eventually moved into an apartment together. Yeah. And from what I've read, I feel like that is that scenario is fairly common, especially, you know, in the past 30, 40 years, like I said. So, Grandparents didn't always get the best rap, uh, especially back in the day. And I think it, you know, about the late 70s, early 80s, which we'll talk about is kind of when the grandparents, there's something came to light where there were these big, lovable, fluffy teddy bear characters (laughs) in a grandchild's life that, you know, allowed a little bit more than the parents would allow. But earlier in the century, they didn't always get the best rap because there was a generational gap. Um, they were oftentimes the parents or what happens was their parents. So we're going great, great grandparents here were, you know, set in their ways. They had this, you know, I, I talk about, you know, or we talk about, or you hear on the streets, 20 is the new 30, 30 is the new 40. Back then they're working at like six, seven, eight years old. We talk about Jack Daniels starting a distillery when he was like nine. Um, So they had this way about them and their work ethic and life ethic that they would basically influence their children who influenced their children. And, you know, your children are just these kids still with kids, kids with kids that are taking the, the grandparents' role. So the grandparent was often the disciplinarian. They were often the authoritarian. They were often, you know, all of these things. They didn't have time because they were still working. They didn't have, you know, the resources to have fun with these kids. They had to play that role. Yeah. And it it wasn't fair to them, but society has allowed us to uh, evolve. And, you know, there's, you know, obviously better jobs. There's a lot of things have happened over the last hundred years with women, especially 
in regards to, you know, a mother and their parenting role and being able to go out into the workforce and become a baller. And, (laughs) you know, um, you see a lot of Mr. Mom stuff going on, you know, throughout the 1900s. Yeah. So it all came to a a fruition to me. And Juicebox and I have talked about this, but there was a a book written by V.C. Andrews in the mid to late 70s called Flowers in the Attic. And I think that is the darkest period for grandparents ever. Um, you know, it's about these wealthy grandparents who, you know, their daughter, uh, daughter's husband dies, the dad dies, the daughter has to move back in with the grandparents, and the grandparents basically just lock these kids in the attic and control what happens to them? They're actually trying to hide them, and I don't. I don't want to even get into that story because it's yeah. disgusting and it's wrong. But it gives it sheds bad light. Now, what came out of that late '70s book, I think, is probably the greatest thing that ever happened to grandparents, which was National Grandparents Day. There was a lady working on this for a few years, and she was kind of she was from West Virginia, and she was out. She she was somewhat involved in the White House in an ethical type thing. And um, she was an advocate for the elderly because, you know, they were the preservation of information. Mm-hmm. So that's what, to me, grandparents, I've, I've studied a lot on this, is the preservation of, in, uh, preservation of information is defined as three generations. So you can get your history and your information in the old times and the way things were from grandparents. And then those grandparents die off and the parents become grandparents. And then that's how, you know, all of this transcends across time. Mm -hmm. National Grandparents Day was actually enacted in 1978, signed into, uh, I don't think it's law, but, you know, it was signed into the day uh, by Jimmy Carter. And he deemed it the first Saturday, or no, sorry, the first Sunday after Labor Day was always going to be Grandparents Day. Oh, so we just missed it. We just missed it. Yeah. I See, it, the thing is, Grandparents Day was never meant to be a hallmark holiday, right? It was a time for more family, for reflection, for things like that. You're not going to buy, I mean, they're sure there's cards I, out there. I was going to say, does Hallmark know that this was not supposed to be <laughs> I'm sure there's cards out there, but maybe you get your grandparents some flowers, but it's kind of an overlooked holiday. Like, I I didn't celebrate it this year. No. And after doing research for this podcast, I feel kind of like like a dick for not celebrating it. Yeah, right. Um, But I love that. I want to read this because this is what was stated when Jimmy Carter signed it into uh, effect in 1978 for National Grandparents Day. He released this statement. Grandparents are our continuing tie to the near past, to the events and beliefs and experiences that so strongly affect our lives and the world around us. Whether they are our own or surrogate grandparents who fill some of the gaps in our mobile society, our senior generation also provides our society a link to our national heritage and traditions. Now, this is where it gets fun for me. We all know grandparents who values transcend passing fads and pressures, who possess the wisdom of distilled pain and joy because they are usually free to love and guide and befriend the young without having to take daily responsibility for them. They can often reach out past pride and fear of failure and close the space between generations. And I just wanted to touch on the fact that they can be free to love and guide and befriend the young without having to take daily responsibility. 
Yeah. That I mean, is the definition to me of a grandparent. That that sums it up. They get to do all the fun stuff. They don't have to do the disciplinary stuff. No, or, and the, or generally they don't. True. And the key words there are they feel free to free being the word. <laughs> Like it makes you feel like as a parent, you are trapped in a cage with these children <laughs> Whoa! and they are growing and they are getting wilder and they are getting more defiant and yeah. a grandparent gets to reap the rewards without having to put them to bed at night. Yeah. Uh, if they're not staying the night at their house. Yeah. No grandparents give your kid a Coke and send them back to your house right before bedtime. <laughs> Let's talk. You you mentioned it before. You only had one grandparent in your life mm-hmm. as you were growing up, but I you said you were really close to her, and I I remember. I think she passed away like right after we moved here. I remember going to her funeral with you, and I mean, well, you could, thank you. You could tell. Uh, you could tell she meant a lot to your family, and she was like a really strong lady. She never drank, smoked a cigarette, or any drugs ever in her life. Although one time I was sifting through some pictures after she passed, and we did find a picture of her on the porch holding like a 1972 Budweiser bottle. And I was like, man, if she was still alive and I found this picture, I'd be calling her out on that. Yeah. She was like the wholesome church going, you know, the definition of this wholesome grandmother. Yeah. But she probably drank a beer in the 70s. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I grew up like, both of my both sets of my grandparents were in my life for a little while. Uh, my grandparents on my mom's side passed away when I was younger. Um, I think my grandfather passed away when I was in like elementary school. My grandmother passed away like maybe right right when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. So like I knew them and I got to go over to their house and it was like the same type of thing that we've kind of been talking about. Like my mom had to go to work. My my mom and dad were divorced. My mom had to go to work. My dad was working, so my mom would take us over to my to her parents house you know and by that time my grandfather had already passed away my grandmother was actually in a wheelchair at that point because she had had a stroke but we would still go over there and she you know watch tv and hang out with her and help her around the house or whatever so it was like even though she wasn't like able to do a bunch of active stuff she was still there and we still had some good times with her she wasn't like the spoiling grandma or whatever um, and then I have my grandparents on my dad's side were alive for longer and they were you know they were both my grandfather was like a super bad alcoholic for the longest time. So like when I was a kid, even into my adult years, like it was hard to even be around him. But then he got sober like late in life and became like a different person. It was mm-hmm. like it was actually like a pleasure to talk to him then, you know, and he would like tell you about old times and it wasn't just he was grumpy about work or whatever, you know, or he was just drunk. That's great. So yeah, I mean I, I've been I feel like I've been blessed to have some really good grandparents, you know, and, and I've I can remember talking about spoiling a little bit. Um, my grandmother would always take us to McDonald's, always take us to McDonald's. So then it got to a point where my parents, you know, I'd be like asking my mom and dad, like, can we go to McDonald's? And they're like, no, we can't go to McDonald's. Like, but grandma takes us to McDonald's. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's perfect 80s spoiling right there is being able to go to McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, um, and that, and it was something like anytime grandma picked you up, you knew you were going to go to McDonald's. Now that's not even spoiling anymore. I think parents just take kids to McDonald's to shut them up. That's <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday. I don't feel like making dinner. Let's go to McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, let's grab a happy meal for the kids. Uh, depending on the toy, it makes them happy. It's funny. I took our 10 year old to Wendy's the other day and we had this conversation I don't mean to get sidetracked but uh, toys and Happy Meals 
McDonald's versus Wendy's, Mm -hmm. there's no comparison, right? Wendy's is always like a book or some activity thing, comes with crayons or something. McDonald's always has like the name brand movie that's out or the TV show or, and they have actual physical toys. Yeah. Like a proper toy. Yeah. Uh, Wendy's man, you got to step your game up. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for books. We've talked about it before on this podcast, but yeah, don't give me a book and a happy meal or whatever the <laughs> Wendy's version of a happy meal is. You're already making me eat apples now and milk and yogurt. <laughs> it's not like when we were kids. Yeah. So speaking of spoiling, uh, I want to jump into this really quick is uh, that is a big part of being a grandparent, right? It's almost a rite of passage. Yeah. Um, we talked about it earlier. The grandparents get to sugar them up and, tr- and buy them gifts and shower them with everything and then send them on to us. And we get to reap not the benefits of any of that. Um, you know, they're now again, they're asking us for these things that they can get at grandma and grandpa's house. You know, it's uh, it's not fair, but to me, it is uh, a rite of passage, and I think it's a right for them to spoil them. Absolutely. They- I feel like they're just we've, – we've talked about it before on previous episodes, but it's like chasing that feeling of when your kid has that look of excitement or happiness on their face. It's just like you're constantly chasing that. They're still chasing that, you know, but now they're chasing it from like – they're remembering from when we were kids, and now they're like trying to find that fix at that – uh kid happiness fix again or whatever they don't have to be the angry parent anymore or the disciplinarian parent they they basically did their time they raised us and now we have children and now they can do it right you know like all of those rich and uh brad and angie kids that you know get to live life without any worry at all it's almost like that on a smaller scale um you know they pick the kids up they get to have a little bit of fun with them. They buy them whatever they want in some cases uh, or can't give them candy or, you know, let them do things that we wouldn't actually let them do and then bring them on home. Now, that can... Oh, I'm confused about this parallel between Brad and Angelina. <laughs> I don't know. I tend to bring them up on the podcast as rich people who have kids, then those kids don't have to worry about anything. Oh, Although, that's right. We established that they were lizard people that lived at the center there, too. Correct. I, okay. I remember yeah. now. They get, they get a lot of airtime on Raising Nashville podcast. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there are ways that spoiling uh, is negative. Uh, and there's three types of spoiling grandparents out there to me. There's super shoppers, there's goody giving, and there's permissive, right? The super shoppers uh, obviously buy too many things for the grandkids. Sometimes they buy inappropriate items, which not inappropriate in a bad way, inappropriate in why would you spend this much money on this for this kid who doesn't even know what it is? Yeah. That yeah. drives me insane. Is uh, it something that like they would grow into? Because I, I understand that a little bit, but if it's just something that they're like not even interested in, it seems like it's something that the grandparent was just interested in. It is. And they want okay. they think that their grandparent in some cases are older than they actually are. And yeah. they they are just itching for the day when that kid can play with that, so they've already got it for them, right? Yeah. No, I get that. I feel like I, I have to stop myself on buying some stuff for that exact reason sometimes. It's like my kid is three and my mom comes home with a skateboard, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't even close <laughs> yeah. to the age he's supposed to have this. Um, no, but super shoppers also uh, try to outshine other people. And this is where it gets bad because mm. grandparents sometimes, because obviously they've made it a little further in life, they're a little better off. 
at that point, they start outshining parents and, and this is the bad part, the uh, grandparents on the other side. Right, yeah. And it becomes this bidding war on affection with things when what you could be doing is spending time with your grandchildren, helping them learn, playing a game outside, chasing a butterfly. I don't know. Instead, you're trying to one up each other, you know, at every holiday or birthday or Christmas. And it's just not healthy, right? It might be healthy for you. You might think, oh, my, my day is done. I did my work. I bought the coolest, shiniest toy at Target. And now I can just sit back and reap the rewards of being the coolest grandparent on the planet. Right. That's not good. Um, and it, it kind of, you know, th- that is one bad part of being, you know, a grandparent and what their uh, influences on a child. The second one I mentioned was goody giving. Now, this is old school, right? Goody giving comes from those grandparents days and it reminds them of how they were spoiled when they were kids right so you're talking about just candy right there's Mm -hmm. a candy dish at their house you grab some candy they always have candy in their purse right you know i always had to go to church and i was you know four or five years old sitting in the main church service just itching just trying to do something Mm -hmm. and my grandmother would just just roll out the lifesavers dude i mean one by one until that service was over i probably ate 16 lifesavers every sunday that's hilarious you're getting antsy so here's some sugar (laughs) yeah (laughs) um you know but there are bad parts about goodie giving and it's not just like little candies it's uh ice cream you know my kid wants an ice cream sandwich. My grand, uh, my mom is like, well, here's three. You know, <laughs> if he asks for one, he's going to ask for another. He's going to ask for another one, which leads sometimes and in some cases to obesity, yeah. which is not good for a kid. Or like you said, a sugar rush or, you know, too much intake of one thing is not healthy. <laughs> That's very true. I can speak on the, as far as like the weight gain thing, like my grandmother, and I don't know if this is like something, you know, that came from the great depression or something like, or from not having much growing up, but like she was always adamant about us eating more food, you know, and we were skinny kids growing up. And I remember my mom being like, you know, if they're hungry, they'll eat. Like there's no reason to force these kids to eat. turns out my cousin ended up living with her for a while and she became very obese because they forced her to eat like all the time. It was just like, not healthy eating habits, you know, there was like soda and stuff there. But meanwhile, they thought that they were, you know, she thought that she was doing the best she could because, you know, she wanted these kids to eat, like. Sure. So it, there is a fine line there as far as, like like you said, treat giving. So other than super shoppers and goody giving, the final one is permissive grandparents. Now this is, uh, to me, yes, it's a right, it gains affection from the kids that you know you're allowed a little bit of leeway here but it kind of goes back to the title of this episode is what happens at grandma's stays at grandma's or grandma's house grandma's rules you hear these things but that's not always a great thing I mean I I will give you a little bit of that but then if you keep continuing and you continue to allow them to do things that their parents wouldn't that encourages deceitfulness, uh, lack of respect. It's where, you know, you've got kids when normally you're punishing them and they say, okay, mom or dad, I won't do that to grandma lets me do it. Or they don't even say grandma lets me do it. They just turn back into this person that reverses all of the discipline you've provided or direction you've provided. Yeah. 
So that's not, a, I mean, that's not always a good thing, but there's a little bit of that in every grandparent. All three of those things in moderation is okay, as long as you don't take it to the max. Yeah, and I agree. And I, and I also feel like, you know, like with anything, it's, it's a conversation you need to have with them. I mean, you need to be like, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to stop this behavior. Or we're trying to start this behavior. Or we're trying to, you know, do this. So we need your help with that. Like you can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't negate the stuff we've been working on. So I want to switch gears here a little bit. I want to talk about kids that live with their grandparents, maybe, sure. maybe with the parent also, or maybe there there's no parent in the, in the picture or there, you know, different, there's different situations all around. So as I brought up earlier, you know, like the amount of kids living with their grandparents has ballooned a lot since the 70s, like the early to late 70s. And a big part of that is because, well, there, there's several reasons. There was always like kids getting pregnant too young and just not being able to take care of like, mm-hmm. you know, um, there is kids being like having a kid, somebody having a kid and then maybe being on military deployment. So the grandparent takes the kid for that. Sure. Then some of the bigger things that hit like in the seventies and eighties is drug addiction. Mm-hmm. That was a big part of the problem. Like, especially in the eighties, um, like crack addiction led to a lot of parents having to like give up their kids and instead, rather than putting them into the foster system, the grandparents would step in and take care of them. Sure. Um, and that's continued on. Like, it's continued to go up over the past, like I said, since the seventies, um, in the late 20 in the late two thousands, like when the recession hit, I guess, 2008, 2007 and 2008, whenever that was, um, that led to another boom of a lot of kids living with their grandparents because the parents were losing jobs and like, you know, shit was hitting the fan. Most of the grandparents, well, I shouldn't say most, a lot of grandparents already own their house. So that's not like, you know, they're not having to pay rent or like it, they didn't take the hit as bad. They had retirement money coming in in some cases. And I know that's not the situation for everybody. And that's, you know, and then even after that, now with the, um, the opioid epidemic, like parents are getting, you know, these people are getting addicted to opioids and then it's just like, you can't take care of a kid at all if you're strung out on that. So that, that's what's led to parents or to grandparents kind of taking over, taking over the parenting role and it's really stressful like some of the stats like grandparents with kids generally have an income like of like 20 to $25,000 because they're living off whatever their base retirement is they're not working most of them are you know most of them are already retired they're not going to go back to work so they're trying to take care of themselves and a kid on this tiny budget and they're getting very little help like from the system or whatever it's it's depressing. On the flip side of that, can you imagine if you had just graduated from being a parent? What I mean graduated is like you just got to 18, right? Yeah. They go to college, they're enjoying it, or they sometimes don't go to college, but they're, you know, 19 years old and they go to a party and end up, you know, uh, becoming a parent right then. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, this thing you've been waiting for for 18 years starts over. Yeah, uh, and now you have a baby living with you, and you're trying to care for it because uh, your child is might not be the most responsible person, which can happen in some cases. I, I read that 48 years old is the average age of a grandparent in the United States right now. Hmm. That is, to me, seems way too low. 
But then I know a girl who I went to middle school with. She's one year younger than me, 37. She just became a grandparent at 37 years old. My God. That is hard to fathom for me. I've yeah. got a three-year-old, and I'm 30. Yeah, I'm so. older than that, and I just had a kid. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so in in her case, I'm sure she was one of the ones that was 18 years old, but she successfully raised a daughter who, you know, who became the same age, 18, um, and is now having a child. So she will, without a doubt, be a great-grandparent and, and potentially a great-great-grandparent. Yeah. Um, so that's hard to think. Uh, I also read a stat that said 54% uh, of grandparents spend more time with their grandchildren than theirs did with them. Is that the um, flowers in the attic phenomenon? <laughs> that, Probably. Yeah. That, that book came out and everybody was like, whoa, we've been effing up for a really long time. Yeah, we got to reverse this role here. They're going to make movies about this, which they did in 1987 and again in 2014. Uh, another fun stat is one out of four... Uh, parents rely on grandparents for child care a few times a month. One out of four parent uh, sets of parents. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I have to say, if we lived in the same city as our as our parents, that, that once a week at least he would be going over to the house. Sure. Um, and with that being said, and that stat being so big for you know parents and relying on their parents to watch them for date night for you know a day so they can work especially during a pandemic we're yeah. all working from home it's like I, this kid needs to go somewhere so i can get some work done absolutely there are many different reasons why grandparents step in and you ask them or lean on them to watch your child but that kind of goes back to the spoiling uh, aspect of it and interfering grandparents. So if you're dealing with that and that's an issue with you uh, and you often butt heads with your own parents about how the child's supposed to be raised, what happens when they go to grandma and grandpa's house, uh, what happens when grandma and grandpa come over, um, you know, there are a few things that you can do. Juicebox touched on it earlier in the episode. Uh, it's about setting boundaries and talking, right? You want to talk to your parents about what your ideals are, how you want to raise this child, and set those boundaries. Be clear about what your intentions are. Uh, don't patronize your parents. Don't patronize, you know, you know, any of the situations that they're being put in. Obviously, choose your words carefully because we all know grandparents can get offended pretty easily, right? Yeah, it, they they get butt hurt, you know. <laughs> Especially my mom, because I'm a very forward person with my mom. I'm not with everybody in life. And it sucks to be related to me because I'm forward with my wife, my children, and my parents. And I'm not in general life, you know, people I work with. You have to, there's a little bit more touchiness there. Yeah. But with my own family, I say it exactly like it is in my mind. And so that's why I have to choose my words carefully sometimes because I don't want to hurt feelings. The older people get, the more feelings come into play. Um, I also think finding ways for to uh, finding ways for them to help uh, in, in raising your child. Uh, another big part about interfering grandparents, if you think that they are, and not all of them do uh, in any means, but support your partner because a lot of this time it might be your wife or your husband, and they don't agree with what your parents, you know, are doing right. or saying or how they're raising them. Yeah. So you have to be supportive because you chose that partner to go through life with and to raise children with. So you're going to have to support them and do the impossible task of talking to your parents about it. <laughs> right. And yeah. it's not easy, you no. know. 
I've had to do it several times. Like you said, it. I mean, sometimes tough conversations are not easy to have, but they have to happen. Absolutely. So we're sitting here rambling on about grandparents, but we thought we would call a grandparent and get their opinion on some of this stuff, ask them some questions about it. So We need that brutal honesty. <laughs> so we decided to call up probably the biggest fan of the show out there, our, one of our financial supporters. Um, we're having my mom, Grammy, on the episode. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. And thank you for sending that money over. We really used it wisely in promo- in the promotion oh, of Raising Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're just going to, you know, as you know, we're talking about grandparents today. So we're just going to have a couple quick questions for you to get your uh, view on a couple things. Okay. First, our kid is your first grandkid. So give us a little, like... When we called you on the phone and told you that you were going to be a grandparent, where were you and kind of what was the situation there? (laughs) Well, I will never forget that moment. I may forget a lot of things as I get older, but I will not forget this. I was in the cereal aisle of Kroger trying to decide if I wanted to buy a box of grape nuts. (laughs) I was just staring at that box of grape nuts. Do I want these? And that's when I got the FaceTime call telling me I was going to be a grandma. Well... I had been looking forward to that for such a long time. So I became very emotional. And when we hung up, I knew I had to tell someone else immediately or I was going to explode. So I just kind of wandered up and down the aisles till I saw a, a woman who looked kind of friendly. And I just said, I just found out I'm going to be a grandmother for the first time. <laughs> and she smiled and said, oh, congratulations. So that really, you know, helped me, um, kept me from exploding with happiness and excitement and crying like an idiot in the middle of the store. Anyway, I totally forgot the grape nuts uh, or the cereal, and I went to the baby aisle and immediately bought a bunch of little baby outfits. Oh, <laughs> that was where my mind was going at that point as I was concerned about the grape nuts. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, to this day, every time I walk down that aisle in that Kroger, I think about that. I, I think about that moment and just kind of smile at myself. So. That is pretty cool. <laughs> That's so great that that happened um, pre-pandemic. Now I don't feel like you could walk up to anybody and no. say something. To <laughs> okay, so another thing we've been talking about on this episode is kind of like the role of grandparents. You know, it's kind of, from what we've been able to research, obviously, like we don't have a ton of firsthand experience outside of our own grandparents but what we've been researching is the role has kind of changed a little bit over the past hundred years like grandparents it seems like used to be much more strict and they were almost seen as like disciplinarians maybe like you know turn of the century early 20s 30s stuff like that so with that being said what do you think is like kind of the role of the grandparent in today's times well I, I made myself a list So if it sounds like I'm reading a list, I kind of am, but it's my list. Um, Number one, I think my my role is to be available and supportive to the parents as well as the grandkids. And by that, you know, just available. Do you need me for anything? You know, and supporting you and backing you up in your goals for Barrett. Um, And the other one is to extend the unconditional love that the grandkids get from the parents. And to spoil them with time and attention, I think rather than toys and ice cream or, in Barrett's case, frozen yogurt, you know, but 
not giving in to every little thing that they want materially, but just to just give them that quality time and to make things fun and to give them fond memories that they can look back on when they're grown. And I had two very wonderful grandmothers. One smothered me with presents and sometimes money. The second one gave me her time. We played together for hours. She would read books to me. We sang songs. We went for walks. She would recite poetry. You know, it was just this quality time that we spent together that I look back on with really fond memories. So I see a role of a grandparent, especially my role, as just providing that fun quality time. I love that you mention um, spoiling because that is a, a pretty decent part of this episode as well. So I have to touch on that a little bit further. You, you mentioned your two grandmothers, the one who spent time with you, played games, read poetry, and then the one who bought you things. Did those things go unnoticed or were you still happy when you received the certain presents from that said grandmother? Oh, yes. I mean, what kid doesn't love a package all wrapped up with a toy inside? I, you know, it was wonderful. And I loved her for that. Um, you know, I didn't hold, it didn't hold anything against her because I was getting these presents. But it's what you look back on. You know, a present is short-lived. A toy will wear out. Money will get spent. But when you're an adult and you look back on your youth, you remember that, that person that just was there with their time and attention. Do you, and I'm going to follow up one more, and this might be a more of a difficult question, but do you consider yourself a permissive grandparent, meaning that you sometimes allow um, Barrett or the grandchild to do a little bit more than the parents (laughs) would do before the reprimanding really comes into play? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I try to be real careful though, because I, I know what, his parents' (laughs) rules are, you know, about certain things. And so that's what I meant earlier about being supportive. So I try to, you know, back them up and not give in. But, yeah, yeah, I I could very easily be a pushover. It's hard. Like when he asked for that second frozen yogurt, Uh, I am ready to go and get it. (laughs) (laughs) And then he'll But here's what I – He'll ask for no, a third after that, and he'll ask for a fourth if you keep giving into it, though. Yeah, so so I haven't I haven't done that. I've abided by by that rule. But here's what I do: rather than Grammy be the one that says no, I'll say, "Well, your daddy or your mommy said no, you can't do." That. Oh wow! So you play so that. I play and make it. Yeah, you make play it that card. Guy, like, Grammy would do it, but you know, mom and daddy say no. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. We, we'll be the bad guys I'm on that one. sorry to confess that. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Okay, so we just heard you call yourself Grammy there. Let's talk about how, how did you land on Grammy? Everybody's got their own. It seems like every grandparent has their own name that they want to be called or they have an idea. What? How did you land on Grammy? Well, you know, I, I thought about it for a long time. Um, and my sister and one of my best friends, Lynn, they both go by Grammy. And I, I always liked hearing that, you know, hearing them call that. It just had a nice sound to it. Um, and so I just, yeah, it just felt like the natural, the natural thing for me to be called. And, and sometimes I'll shorten it to Graham. Mm-hmm. 
you know, when I'm talking to, to uh, Barrett, I'll just refer to myself as Graham. So Graham, Grammy, you know, either, either one of those. Uh, it just it just feels right. I don't know. I mean, I love it. I think it's great. I love hearing Barrett wake up, like, you know, after you visited us and he, you have to go home and he wakes up the next morning. He's like, where'd Gammy go? Where'd Gammy oh, go? Oh, I know. <laughs> it's I so know. great. Hearing him say it is just, it, it's like my favorite thing to hear. <laughs> Well, um, th- those were incredible, you know, uh, question and answers from, you know, a true natural grandmother. And we thank you so much for your time today. We hope that, you know, the evolution of being a grandparent is just continually rewarding. Uh, I'm sure it will be. And, you know, keep on doing it because we see him smile on a daily basis. And we know the importance of the role of the grandparent in the child's life. So again, thank you for uh, taking some time to come on and, you know, uh, answering some questions for us. Thank you. Thank Uh, you for having me. It it was a lot of fun. And (laughs) keep sending us some money. (laughs) Uh, We'll do. Hey, I got to keep this going. All right. Thanks, Mom. All right. You're welcome. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so I want to say thanks to my mom for being on the episode. That um, was that was awesome. Uh, that that is, she is the typical grandmother. Yeah, um, you know, other than uh, the the fact that she had the two grandparents and one that bought her things and one that spent time with her. I loved that. You know, to analyze that and to say which one stuck with you longer. Yeah, and it was the one who spent time. Of course, yeah, because I mean that's like she said. You know, you'll have that material item for a little while, or even if you keep it forever, it's still it's not the same as your grandmother reading a poem to you or reading books to you like and that's one thing I'm so grateful for is that my mom is so into that anytime she comes down here like I know that her and Barrett are going to read every single book on Barrett's bookshelf and they're going to play with all the markers and all the cramp like they're going to get like real hands-on with all the stuff he has which I think is awesome can't buy me love you can't uh, you can try before we wrap it up here uh I wanted to talk about some of the things like uh when I, when I was doing research on this episode, I was finding some stuff like people are asking questions like what to do if you have toxic grandparents or are my grandparents toxic or maybe this is something that you shouldn't say around your grandkids or whatever. So sure. I just I want to just run through a list of some of these things. Cause I think they're some of them are pretty common sense. But I mean, I guess in the world we live in right now, maybe common sense isn't a natural thing. So one of them is um. Never disrespect the choices of the kid's parents. Sure. Obvious one. Never voice your disagreement or disapproval with the parents in front of the kids. So basically just don't step in and start telling the parents they're wrong in front of the kid. Like, Well, yeah. Yeah. I love that now we're playing the other side of this game. They're interfering, what to do with interfering grandparents. And now it's, if you're a grandparent, here's what you do. (laughs) Yeah. Here's another one that says, never secretly break mom and dad's rules. And it was kind of like alluding to like... Is it that thing where you don't tell mom I did this or don't tell dad yeah, th- we they went want, here? They want to avoid that. You know, they're saying like it's better, you know, if, if you are going to give them that second ice cream sandwich, just be honest about it. Like, you know, the parents aren't going to be happy about it, but at the same time, it's better than like hiding it because then that creates a like distrust and then it's like you're teaching a kid how to lie, which is another problem area. Don't try to pry information about your mom and dad. Like don't ask the kids about the financial problems or if they're having marital problems or anything like that. Um, that, that is definitely for older children. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it could even still be for like younger kids, you know, it's like, say you're 
five-year-old is over at your grandparents' house and they're like, well, did, did daddy have five drinks after dinner last night or ten? Oh, that's not good for my house. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like that they're just at, they're trying to get information or dirt or something on the parents. Yeah. Don't never think that your bad habits go unnoticed. So if you smoke or cuss or drink or whatever in front of the kids, I mean, I think like that's an obvious one. Kids are sponges; like mm-hmm. they absorb everything. I found the other day I was like driving by. Uh, I was driving through where some of the areas of town over in East Nashville that are still like wrecked from tornado damage. Mm-hmm. And like, I was driving down a street that I hadn't even driven down since the tornado hit. And I saw something that was like totally wrecked. And I just like, kind of was like, Oh shit. Like just kind of said that under my breath. Two seconds later in the back seat, Barrett's back there going, Oh shit. Oh shit. So yep, those kids will sponge it up. A couple of the other things like they try to make you kids feel guilty. Like don't, don't guilt a kid into like hanging out at your house or trying to, you know, feel bad. Um, don't like try we already touched on this don't try to buy their love um and just like don't undermine the parents in any way shape or form like don't one one example that they were giving was like like when it comes to cooking like oh i make this soup better than you or i make these muffins grandma makes the muffins better than mom does or something like that well i mean so. that is just truth uh <laughs> grandmas make better food than our than our parents do I mean, let's no. be honest. They have years of experience doing Ag- that. Agreed, but they don't need to tell the kids that they make food better than their parents. Oh, I, guess, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't brag. Yeah. I mean, no, kids know. I mean, so anyway, I don't know. I, that's all I got. I don't know if we accomplished anything with this episode. I just have really been thinking about grandparents a lot recently. And I think we, I think we did. We gave you some suggestions. If you're having issues with your parents and the way that they're, you know, dealing with your children. Um, you know, we talked about what grandparents should do. We gave you a little history on grandparents getting a bad rap to turning into these big lovable creatures. Uh, I wanted to say definitely that I read this is grandparents are an economic engine. Um, there are $52 billion spent in the U S from a grandparent buying something for a grandchild every year. I I think one last thing I want to touch on about that, like, like you said, sure you're going to buy stuff for your grandkids i think i feel like if you can try to lean more towards stuff that you can do interactive like an activity or something you Mm -hmm. can do with your grandkids i feel like that's that's always going to be better just like my mom said she valued the time spent with her grandmother more than just the material objects not that she loved that grandmother any less but you know she valued the just the personal time with reading and working on art projects and all that stuff so keep that in mind yeah, take them to a park, skip a rock on a pond, uh, feed some ducks. I don't know. You know, there's things you can do outside. Make imaginary houses. Build, you know, those with your couch or something in your house. Just yeah. turn it into a different world for these children other than, hey, I'm going to buy you this toy and we're going to play with this toy and then you're going to be bored and start watching TV. Make yeah. it creative. Um, as always, we hope you really enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, we were happy to get back into a parenting topic. We've got some really incredible stuff lined up for the fall. Uh, I think next week we might have some special guests overtake our podcast. Yep. We have a big October run, which we've been talking about each week. And we are going to round this year out with some very special down-to-earth Tennessee things. As always, wherever you're listening to our podcast, feel free to just suggest it. You know, if you see somebody passing by or you listen to it this morning on your way to work or, you know, on a long drive, if you see somebody in a grocery store, say, hey, you should check out Raising Nashville (laughs) podcast. If you're in the cereal aisle deciding whether or not to buy grape nuts. Grape nuts. And uh, 
I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. Just tell that person in the next all over before you tell them that you just had a grandchild to listen to Raising Nashville podcast. It would really help. We're here each and every Monday. We really appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week.